The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. There we go. Great. Okay. So hello, everyone. Hello and welcome to uh, the happy hour. So for today's practice, given, given what's happening in the world geopolitically and so much suffering, I thought it might be appropriate for us to do some um, Tonglen practice, specifically Tonglen practice. It's a compassion practice in, in, uh, from the Tibetan tradition. And um, it's, um, maybe I'll say something last time on Monday, um, a reflection came in that how, how can our practice here be of benefit? How is it, I hope it's being of benefit. May it be of benefit given that many challenging things happening in the world. And let's consider that as long as we are not, number one, adding, to the hatred that's already happening in the world. Um, as long as we're not adding, we're not fueling, adding fuel to the fire of hatred, um, no matter what side we're on, what side of the argument, etc. as long as we're not adding hatred, um, then our practice is of benefit because we're not making it worse by getting riled up and getting others riled up. And if we can have compassion for the human beings who are suffering, the human beings who are suffering, um, 360 degrees, people who are at this time, they're running to go into shelters or they don't have shelters and running and living in lack of safety, no matter what their background, their their religion, their beliefs, their color, their history, doesn't matter. They're human beings just like us, and they're going through, living through a very, very difficult time. So that perspective, that, that with compassion 360 degrees, that way we can have a healthier stance to actually have an appropriate response in the world instead of adding more hatred to what's already there's there's plenty of in the world so so and through compassion practice we can have a again more stable ground more stable ground for compassionate action for compassionate action for altruistic action for offering support but first we need to stable to stabilize ourselves so the practice of Tonglen, which is breathing in and breathing out with, and, and I'll describe more, I'll lead you through it, is a beautiful practice, an appropriate practice at this time for us to engage in. So without further ado, let's, uh, let's begin. So uh, everything you need to know, I will share with you uh, during the guided meditation. So, so let's begin. Ah, so arriving, arriving in your body. Arriving in this moment in time and taking a moment of refuge first to find your, your stability, to connect. Connect with the center, stable, calm, grounded, non-reactive center. For the sake of yourself and for the sake of all beings. And for this moment, putting down, putting down the stories, the thoughts, the arguments, images, the news flashes, putting it down for a moment and just connecting. Connecting with 
the body breathing, the body sitting and breathing. This body, like so many bodies, sitting and breathing. And letting the breath be received. First in the abdomen. Let the breath be received in the abdomen. Just this in-breath, just this out-breath. And let the breath be calming, settling. A sense of stability, groundedness. With each moment of connecting to the breath, Receiving the in-breath, offering the out-breath. And now, I'd like to invite you to imagine that the breath is moving through your heart center, the center of your chest. being received, center of your chest, and as it's received, waking up, it's, it's bringing about this connection with a sense of, a connection with the sense of care for yourself, for others, for the world. And with this out, each outbreath, you're offering that care to the world. And now imagine that in your heart center, the center of your chest, the proverbial heart center. Often associated with the sense, with the center of kind and caring emotions, metta, radiating out. Imagine there is an orb, orb of light, orb of light, transformative, bright, orb of light representing care, kindness, compassion for yourself and for others, all beings. 
And this bright orb of light is shining bright with each breath in breath. And our breath gets brighter. And this bright orb of light in the center of your chest, it is yours and it's also not yours. It's universal care and compassion that's being held by this living being who is you. But it's universal. It doesn't belong to you. It's larger than you. Yours is one instantiation of this universal compassion. shining brightly. Now imagine that Suffering, challenges, pain, sorrow, fear, anger, yours and others. Like a fog, it's like a fog. Or smoke. like a fog that when it's breathed into the heart center, it gets transformed into a bright light of comfort, succor, and care, and gets breathed out and shared. It doesn't affect you because this orb of universal compassion and care in your heart center. It's not exactly yours, much bigger than yours. You're just holding it for now, in this lifetime, while you're alive. You're extending compassion, like an Olympic torch, You're carrying it for a limited time. And as the suffering, as the pain enters, is breathed in into this orb, gets transformed into care, compassion, and then it's breathed out. And you can imagine that it's breathed out as a bright light of care, comfort, goodness, bringing ease, comfort, feelings of safety, to those it touches. So that with each breath, you're spreading compassion, care. With each mind moment, with each breath, you're reducing, transforming pain, hatred, anger in the world into care and goodness. It's being transformed 
your heart is being transformed and your mind. Find your own way with this practice. If you find you're struggling, then let your own struggle be breathed in as this fog be transformed into ease and breathed out over your whole body as comfort and ease, care. Your heart is strong enough, grand, shining with compassion. Stronger and more courageous than you realize. Suffering being breathed into the heart center in this orb. This transformative space of compassion transformed into love, into care, and breathed out. Your own suffering or other people's suffering.
And if it helps to add phrasing, you could do that too as you breathe out. And you have ease in the midst of this challenge, in the midst of this pain, suffering. May you be free from this sorrow, this suffering, this pain. Or I care for you. I'm with you. May all beings, all humans, especially those who are suffering right now in war zones, where there's lack of safety, there's fear, danger, anger, heartbreak, so much suffering. May all fellow human beings be free from suffering. May all beings be free from sorrow and pain and suffering. May we all grow as a race to love, to love each other, to love our neighbors. 
Ding, ding, ding. Thank you all for your practice. I don't have my bell with me. So I want to share this teaching from the Dhammapada. And many of you might have heard it before. And it goes like this. This is a this is one version of the translation. Hatred never ceases through hatred. By love alone does it end. This is an ancient and eternal law. Hatred never ends through hatred. Through love alone does it cease. This is an ancient and eternal law. When I came across this teaching decades ago now, this is before I had practiced any Buddhist meditation or was familiar with any other Buddhist teaching. And I saw this actually in Japan. It was on a plaque. And it, um, I forget the exact details, but basically it was a plaque in a small town in Japan and told the story of how after World War II, there are many, uh, there was, um, there was a meeting of the United Nations and, and the victors wanted to, they were quite angry and wanted to, um, to exert punitive damages on those who had lost the war, including Japan. And, I forget who, but the prime minister of another country, a Buddhist country, got up and shared this quote, that hatred never ceases through hatred. And it is said that it completely shifted the energy of the, the meeting and the victors decided not to exert punitive damages and, in fact, support, um, I believe it was Japan, so that it could restore and it could rebuild itself. I was so touched by the wisdom of this teaching. Hatred never ceases through hatred. We know this from our own lives, not just from nations, but from our own lives. If we keep hate, hate, hating and hating, it never ends. It's only through love, through care. And Gandhi and Dr. Martin Luther King knew this too well and taught this, especially the teaching of Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King. So with this, I'd like to invite us all, if you would, to engage with reflecting out loud for your own sake, but in small groups about how this practice was for you this evening or this teaching, how it impacts you. And again, you're speaking in the group for your own benefit. You're not trying to educate, edify, impress. You're not speaking for anybody's benefit. You're only exploring for your own, as if you're journaling, but out loud. And the other two people are only holding you witness. And if you're holding someone witness and you didn't even understand what they said, don't ask them a question. Just let it be. It's just holding kind presence for them to explore their own understanding. Okay? It's a very different way of being in community in small groups. It's And it's not a support group. It's not vexing or etc. It's a, it's a special way. It's really a reflective way of exploring the teaching out loud while being held witness 
it's rare and it's it's powerful. So please do take advantage of it. So offer one reflection, exploration. The next person will do the same. The next person will do the same. And your turn will come. And you can also say pass. No problem. You can definitely say pass. And don't make it a long monologue so that everybody has the chance to speak. And in small groups, please turn on your camera, um, if at all possible, to respect one another. Okay. And be kind to yourself. Be kind to one another. And let's go with um, order of birth. Who's, um, whoever has a birth date closer closer to January 1st. I don't mean age. I just mean birth date, right? So whoever is closest to January 1st will go first. So that means at the beginning, you just say your names and you kind of figure out what the order is. Okay. So please be kind. Be Take care of yourselves, take care of each other. We're here to cultivate compassion and care for ourselves and for others. Okay? All right. Be kind, take care. Here we go. Opening all rooms.
Okay, having trouble here on muting and, and hi everyone. The rooms are closed, everybody's back, and we have uh, a few minutes for any uh, practice reports. If you'd like to share how the uh, meditation was for you or what you might have discovered in the exploration. And if you haven't shared um, a while in the large group, I'll invite you to raise your hand. And if you have spoken recently, you're welcome to share in chat. I just changed the settings so that you can um, type uh, your reflections in chat directly. Mima, please. Yeah, Nikki, I just want to say thank you for bringing this into the room tonight. I feel since um, the beginning of everything that's tragedies that's going on right now, um, I needed a place to be able to find some refuge and be able to express what was weighing on my heart. And I feel that tonight, um, yeah, I think it was really helpful for me to be able to share that in the rooms and the feedback that I got was also very constructive. So thank you. Thank you so much, Mima. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you uh, yeah, saying this, verbalizing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for your practice and thanks for coming. And and in a way, um yeah, it's it's really each of us coming together in this way, creating the space of refuge for one another in in such a challenging time of turmoil. Neil. Got tense and stiff and panicky right at the word tonglen. Yeah, I hadn't even started. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. And I remembered, and I will share, right, sort of like what got me out of it was I remembered maybe a year ago, we were talking about Kuan Yin in a breakout room. And someone said, you know, the typical story is that Kuan Yin's job is to go around with a magical vase of soothing water and pour it on the suffering of the world. But some people say she has two jobs. One is to pour the soothing water on the world. And the other one is to keep the vase filled with soothing water. And that just so struck me. And this must be a year ago. Um, And, you know, when I panicked, I'm like, I need to fill the vase, not pour it right now. It was a lovely practice. Thank you. Mm. Lovely. Thank you, Neil. Beautiful. Need to fill the vase. Yeah. And it's so interesting that um, I, I still appreciate you sharing all of that. And of course, it it, it takes I just want to acknowledge that it does take courage to say, you said that word and I was ah, panicking. So thank you also for the courage to, and model that, yeah, we can stay. We can stay with what seems difficult or challenging or or we want to just bolt. Um, so thanks for modeling that, that, that courage and, and stability that actually compassion can support. And, and, um, and also a couple of a couple of things here. One is the, um, the beautiful image of keeping refilling, refilling because it's it's both. It's not just pouring out. It's not just giving. And that aspect of Tonglen, I mean, there are many things about Tonglen that could could be um, uh, uh, scary, perhaps as as a practice. Um, but but this. Uh, thought oh I need to give I need to give I need to give and I'm going to be diminished I'm going to be left empty whereas actually the practice of Tanglen is this resourcing practice it resources us while we're practicing it and in fact we whenever I practice Tanglen I feel good I feel um, calm I feel I remember the first time actually I practiced it there was just this sense of joy and delight and the feeling that came over me was Wow, I'm breathing in a way that every breath matters. Every breath is is bringing succor to this turmoil, to this world of turmoil. Wow, my breath, breathing has never felt so precious and important. So that's 
feeling of resourcing. So thank you for sharing these both as these both aspects that then supported you to have a beautiful, lovely practice. And also maybe the next time I introduce it, I say, we're gonna do a practice together. Maybe I won't mention Tonglen because Tonglen unfortunately gets a bad rap with practitioners as this challenging practice, which isn't right. Anyway, thank you. Jerry says, I struggled with how religions are often the cause of my suffering in the world, like Buddhism in Southeast Asia. So I found it soothing to focus on compassion for everyone. Yes. We're all confused human beings trying to find our way, causing harm. Ah, yeah. Thank you, Jerry. I see Claire's hand. Very quickly, uh, Nikki, I just wanted to share because of what you just said about we're all confused. And I may have told you this before, but I went to a very, very famous therapist who founded the School of Cognitive Therapy, and he used to sit in with his groups. And when people brought up problems, he often would say, and he was world famous, he would often say, yes, we're all fucked up, fallible human beings. And he meant it. He was referring to himself as, and he truly meant it. He was just as screwy as the rest of us, you know, and uh, it was delightful. It was just wonderful. Yeah, thanks, Claire. What you said reminds me of um, this line. I forget whose poem it is. Maybe one of you will, will pull it in chat if you know. It's um, love your love your crooked neighbor with your crooked heart. Love uh-huh. your crooked neighbor with your crooked heart. So I just love that. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Claire. And I see, I thought I saw one more hand or maybe not. Maybe that's it. I see Diana. I was saying in my group, um, you know, this is not, when I heard the word Tonglen, it seems unfamiliar, but it isn't. Because I think just through this practice in this meta group, at least for myself, a lot of us have it already halfway there, just just in our compassion practice that we do here and our other loving kindness practice. So it's to me, I was I was happy tonight to do more. And I felt, oh, that's not so it, it, it can seem like it's come some sort of scary, exotic thing. It really is not wasn't all that exotic. It just flowed. And I felt um, warmth afterwards. And so um, with that, I, I really wish that we could maybe do it once a month. Maybe you would spring it on us or someone wants so we don't have to, you know, know in advance. And <laughs> and then we do it. So we just get a little bit more used to yeah. it's, it's not that different. It's just. Yeah. It's I appreciate different. when. Yeah. yeah. It, so thank you. I just so Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Diana. So 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 a couple of things. One is that. Um, it, and, and as you were saying that it didn't seem so unfamiliar. It was, it was pretty, uh, you know, it, it was familiar to me, you were saying. And, and yes, exactly. Because here in this group, we have done a lot of, I, I usually bring in the breath and I have done a lot of practicing of metta, connecting in with the breath, breathing in kindness, breathing out kindness, breathing out love, breathing out peace. That's right. So we've done that a lot. Yes, it's, that's um, the part that sometimes feels challenging for some people is breathing in suffering because some people say, like, oh, I'm taking it on, whereas you're not taking it on. It's just this sense of compassionate, compassion in in. in in your heart center that's just transforming it. So that's the part that sometimes people have trouble with. So so I need to set that up as I did tonight. Like, no, it's not yours. This is universal compassion. 
it's just doing its own thing. So, so I've been bringing also, in Diana. Yeah. Yeah. Just one, one uh, small point. But we're mm-hmm. also used to all the imagery that's used. So when the imagery of the taking in whatever it was put as a fog or that or whatever it was put as, it, we're used to imagery in meditation and and we work with that and it's helpful. So never that was just an additional thought. So yeah. thank you. Thank you, Diana. Thank you so much. So and yes, thank you, Neil. Uh, the quote uh, from the poem is by W. H. Auden. Says Neil, our great resource finder. Thank you. You shall love your crooked neighbor with your crooked heart. You shall love your crooked neighbor with your crooked heart. And uh, and Hugh, I did see your uh, question you sent to me directly, but since it has to do with AI and and transcendence and all of that, and yes, I do know uh, it seems outside of purview of the conversation we're having. So I'm going to um, not take that question right now. So so thank you all. Thank you for your practice. Thank you for your cultiv- cultivating your hearts. <clears throat> May all beings everywhere be free from suffering. May all beings everywhere, including ourselves, learn to love well. May we all be free. Thank you all. Take good care. Ding, ding, ding. I don't have my bell here, but that's it for the dedication of marriage. Okay, everyone, take good care. I'm going to stop.